everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Hi there. Hey. Hello. Welcome to episode 74 of Hop Culture. Today it's just Tess, Claire, and Grace as Anne is still recovering from having her sweet new baby girl last week. What have you guys been up to this week? Well, um, I've kind of had my nose to the grindstone a bit. Um, we are getting ready to head out to Utah next week. So I'm trying to like get everything, you know, all my ducks in a row before we leave. Well, I have been hotter than a hen. <laughs> Is that oh when you're mad? Uh, <laughs> I actually don't know. I did, I've never heard of hotter than a hen. Should we let the listeners in on well, what we're doing here? Yeah, we are trying to speak in <laughs> idioms. Probably the title is going to clue them into what this episode's about eventually. That's anyway, true. So, oh, um, that's true. That's true. The listeners will have the title for context clues. Mm-hmm. That's always helpful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's not the heat; it's the humidity. Oh, that's what that's, that's what gets that's another you. one that I found. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's an idiom. I feel like that's, that's just like an overused, so like, an hard obvious to look for. dad expression. <laughs> Yeah, another idiom that I well, I was looking up idioms about the weather, and one of them was, "Is it hot enough for you?" I guess an idiom is just a thing that people say a lot. Like, mm-hmm. so I guess you could say, "Like, true. have a nice day" is an idiom, or you know, oh, like they, yeah. they just feel like <laughs> some of just didn't feel disappointing. Very, mm-hmm. <laughs> but my AC is out. Is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> yeah, that's that's rough. It's been really hot here in Cleveland. What about you, Tess? What are you up to this week? Well, this week I bit off a little more than I could chew because mm-hmm. we, uh, yeah, classic. Um, we invited the missionaries over from our church for dinner, and mom suggested we make chicken salad. So I tried, and then um, it turned out so rubbery. I don't know <laughs> what I did. Um, and then I was basically crying over spilt milk, uh, but Pretty much literally. So we ended up making Cafe Rio pork, and it was a blessing in disguise. Oh, I heard uh, has a silver lining. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, gonna... I should have found a way to work that in. She's good at this. Claire Not has really. so many I... idioms right there on this well, Claire speaks in idioms. So. Well, she does. I said, admittedly, earlier when I said getting our ducks in a row, that was unintentional. <laughs> that was just like, like, as I was saying it, I was like, it's like coming out of my mouth. There's nothing I can do. What? Oh, man. I had to write my monologue down because I was worried I'd forget the idioms. Oh. Um, well, now it's actually like when I think about it, I like panic and I can't think of any. But yeah, I never realized that. I don't know. I think our family uses idioms a lot. We I use think and, I... and abuse idioms. <laughs> yeah, we abuse them a lot. <laughs> we use them we'll so we'll use them like so to the point where like they don't even really have like meaning anymore. Uh-huh. Like, but we just sort of have like, like mom would always say, "Let's talk turkey," and it just sort of meant like it <laughs> it's almost time meant for like chores? Yeah, it meant like let's hit the ground <laughs> running, or like yeah, like exactly, like let's get the ball rolling. Maybe. What about a, a Christmas quinky? 
That's oh, one that oh, grandma <laughs> loves saying isn't that a real too. saying. <laughs> it's a hot Canadian. It's what just it's, it's short for a Christmas coincidence. But I still I still don't exactly know what a Christmas coincidence would be. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's not a coincidence. It's just something that happens at Christmas. Yeah, I think our grandma is one of the main reasons that we use so many idioms. Would you guys agree? I mm-hmm, absolutely. I I didn't realize until college that I spoke like, you know, a person of yesteryear because I think <laughs> people of my generation maybe don't don't speak in idioms fully. Um, but my roommates started pointing out they're like, "What did you just say?" I think I said um it's not worth a hill of beans or something. And they were like, what did you say? And I had to like repeat myself. But <laughs> That's a really old-fashioned one. That's a classic. Yeah, it's a very old-fashioned <laughs> one. Grandma gave me this. Um, this is the Scholastic Dictionary of Idioms. And it's, it's a treasure trove, really. So I'm going to read you guys a couple and see if you know what they mean. What does – oh, this is one we say a lot. Pie in the sky. I feel like we use this mm. to just – mom uses this to we just do. Like, test, mom, test. Yeah, I was going to say. I've heard that one so many times. Like any like, plan that she doesn't agree with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like anytime someone like has an idea or like even if it's if it's just sort of like a little bit not like written out or something, she'll be like, well, it's yeah. pie in the sky plan. She, she says that basically anything that me and Grace get in our craw, which I think is also probably an <laughs> idiom. Um, but anything that we're like determined to do, she's like, oh, it's pie in the sky. I also heard um, don't reinvent the wheel a lot growing up because mm, mm-hmm. I was always trying to do things. They my were own saying way. that to me this trip about my blackout curtains. <laughs> that it was <laughs> that it was what pie in the sky or reinventing reinventing the wheel? the wheel. Oh, don't get them started on your blackout curtains. I know. Yeah, they hate them so <laughs> they hate, much. They hate them. So they bought me a, a blackout mask for my birthday, which was a pretty rude birthday present. <laughs> Because <laughs> it was crushing my dreams of my blackout <laughs> curtains. Well, it sounds like, Grace, you need 40 winks. You know what that means? Sleep? A short nap. Oh. Oh. It seems like it'd be longer, you know. I kind of thought, why are they 40? winks? I don't know. But I've heard, like, sleep. I've heard, like, you know, get, get some winks. your winks or something. I've heard winks about sleep before. Um, okay. Oh, this is this is one we say a lot, too. What does it mean to put your money where your mouth is? Talk the talk. Mm-hmm. Walk nope. the walk. Let <laughs> I me mean, walk the walk. <laughs> the walk, exactly. <laughs> okay, this one says, "Put your shoulder to the wheel." I thought that was a church. <gasps> That's thing. church. <laughs> That's church. <laughs> That's church. Someone at Scholastic church. has been in the LDS hymn book. No, I'm just kidding. That's a very. I'm sure it was a saying before, but I've only ever heard that in the. It's <laughs> probably from the hymn. scriptures or something. Yeah, it's probably from the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There were a few. I'm going to be honest with the listeners. When I was looking up idioms, there were a few that I thought were in the scriptures, and there were a few that they were like these are things in scripture, and I was like I didn't know those were scriptures. So mm. I think it's all. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Just how much here. you've been reading your Bible? I know. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> Um, okay, how about one more? Um, how about from soup to nuts? Oh. <laughs> I've never from heard of that From soup to one. nuts? From soup to nuts. What do you think it means? What could that possibly? Uh, going backwards, like regressing in your life. I was going to say you've That's a fallen good guess. from like uh, riches to poverty. Oh, those are both good mm. guesses. It means from beginning to end. 
So I guess back in the day, like the soup, you know, well, I mean, this makes sense. The soup is like the first course and then, you know, nuts at the end are kind of just like a little snack that you have at the end. The end doesn't make sense. After a whole (laughs) big meal, the last thing I'd want is a handful of protein-rich nuts. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds (laughs) awful. People would have like berries or like – Coffee mm-hmm. or a drink or something, cantaloupe or something. Cantaloupe. Well, this is what it. <laughs> this is what it says it means. So anyway, so we thought it would be fun to talk about idioms today, uh, but they don't really have a lot of meat to them. So what we were really looking for were adages. That's something you can really sink your teeth into. Mm-hmm. Claire, this is bad. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I make the the script cheesy, and today was a whole new level. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about the difference between an adage and an idiom. <laughs> I feel like we're in AP English language or Wing. something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So an adage is a proverb or short statement expressing a general truth, which are like the little moralizing statements. Sort mm-hmm. of Think Ben Franklin, you. Poor Richard's yeah. Almanac, that kind of thing. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I've ever heard the word adage aloud. And I always pronounced it adage. <laughs> like adagio. <laughs> So we're going to read the dodges and debate whether or not they can pass muster. It shocked me when Grace (laughs) read it aloud. (laughs) Like you're still, your heart is still racing? I'm still like a little stressed. Um, Stressed. I'm just going to go with my original pronunciation. So this episode is a love it or leave it episode. And we're going to decide whether each of these... Adages is a love it <laughs> or a leave it. <laughs> some of these adages are not worth their are worth their weight in gold, and some are full of hot air. Let's go. Are you okay. just never gonna change how you? <laughs> yeah, Tess, I can't. I don't think we can move forward with you saying adages. I like but it. It's yeah. It really does feel so fancy. Mm-hmm. Go for yeah. it. I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> Don't put all your eggs in one basket. I love this one. This is a huge love it for me. I live mm-hmm. by this one. Love it. I tell mm-hmm. it to people all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, I mean, I feel like there's probably like a modern like millennial tech speak for always having, you know, options open. I don't know, Grace, can you speak to that? I feel like that's a very like modern way of thinking of like, I'm going to always be looking, always mm-hmm. be networking, always be. Like, know your next step. You know your next out. step. Mm-hmm. But exactly. I wouldn't say there's really like a saying besides thinking about like, yeah, like what do I need to take the next step? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mindset. Well, and it kind of contradicts. Can I bring in uh, another one that we're about to talk For about? For sure. Jack of all trades is a master of none. It kind of contradicts, although it says, I didn't know the second part of that saying, but oftentimes better than a master of one. That really got me thinking. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even. I also know had not heard the second half of, of it, but I've always been uh, not a fan of the Jack of all trades saying. But now I am because of that second part. Because I yeah, feel like so say the whole thing. Okay, a Jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. I know I'd never heard the second part either, but I <laughs> I love to say I love that it rhymes. It's like the curiosity killed the cat saying. Curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction brought it back. I didn't know there was what? Second part? That is how not real. How many hidden second parts are there of it's, these things? A like, lot. Because like the curiosity killed the cat, but like 
not permanently because it I don't I think that Wait, the second satisfaction was, brought it back. Can somebody can someone fact check me on this? I don't okay, think none up. of that makes sense. For one thing. I don't get what it means. It doesn't make literal sense, obviously, but I think it's saying like when your curiosity is satisfied. It it's worth better. the fallout from potentially. I think it's basically the saying is contradicting its own self. Yeah. Okay. The the internet says it's true. Mm-hmm. Curiosity. So give me cat, give me a scenario. Back. Give me a real life scenario with curiosity killed the cat. Because I've heard that saying before, but like what? Give me like a real life scenario where you tell someone like, hmm, curiosity killed the cat. I think it's a thing that people say to be annoying when they are annoyed that a child has asked a question and they don't want to yes. answer it. I would agree with you on that. I don't think it's ever a bad consequence of curiosity, really. Maybe if you like are always snooping. That's what I was going to say. Maybe snoops. Snoops. Mm-hmm. That's true. But I do feel like it's used more by like parents to their children if they're mm-hmm. like trying to warn them like. I told you not to do this, so don't mm-hmm. do it. Don't mm-hmm. look over the neighbor's fence. It's bad manners yeah. or, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you guys think of don't make a mountain out of a molehill? I have mixed feelings on this one. I was going to say the same thing. You go first, Tess. Well, it feels like often it's used in a way that I don't like because it's trying to tell someone that they're being dramatic about something. Mm-hmm. But sometimes – you're just observing the mountain that's there. And it's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not actually a molehill. Sometimes we need to not make a molehill out of a mountain. Mm-hmm. And nobody mm-hmm. talks about that. Snaps to that. So, snaps, snaps to that. Snaps to that. I also think it gets misused a lot because a lot of times people say it when they're trying to say, like, don't borrow trouble. Or what are the other saying? Aren't there saying? Oh, I like, like don't borrow trouble. Grace, that's, that's kind of a, a deep cut. A deep cut. Yeah, that's a deep cut. I don't, <laughs> mm-hmm. I never, um, I don't think our family really has ever used that one. We didn't. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of times people, people mean to say, don't worry about something that hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. And what I'm making a mountain out of molehill would be like being upset about a small problem. Yeah, you're right. They're uh, you know, two like, distinct mm-hmm. situations. And they're trying to make it, uh, that's where I've heard it misused and then mm-hmm. it, it just bothers me because I'm, it's like, just a mis condescending and misused. You're like that's not the adage, so <laughs> just <laughs> exactly don't use it if you don't know the adage. <laughs> but I agree if it's like in a relationship or something, and it's like they're there, dear. Don't make a mountain out of a molehill. Like you know that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Not that, like anyone. And I'm making it sound like that's something like mom has said to me or something. It's not. But I can <laughs> I can imagine it being like you know just let it go. And I do think, yeah, it's problematic if it's like, just let, you know, don't actually talk about problems. Just let them fester Mm -hmm. forever. You know Mm -hmm. who has either, I don't know if he uses this saying, but just gives this advice and it's always good is dad. Hmm. Dad is very good at like, if you're worked up about something, you're mad about something and it's actually kind of like a little thing, he will tell you to like, not make a big deal about it. And then Mm -hmm. like a week later, I'm always glad that like, I didn't get mad at my boss or, you know, I didn't get, Mm -hmm. you know, it's always like he knows when to like tell you to like cool off a little bit before you act. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the appropriate time. Yeah. Dad's dad is big on cooling off before you act Mm -hmm. and and not being like over. Yeah. Because I feel like he's told me that before, too. Is there an idiom that makes you guys think of dad specifically? Hoisted on his own petard is one that. Oh, 
Yeah, you're loves. right. He does like that one. I think that's a, I think that's Shakespeare. Maybe I'm gonna I look it up. Right. Mm-hmm. He's told me the history of it numerous times, and I always yeah, it's from forget. Hamlet. Um, one that I always think of with Dad is the tail wagging the dog. I feel like he loves talking about he the does. tail wagging the dog. Oh, he mm-hmm. talks about that so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, a penny saved is a penny earned. Lose. Lose because I don't understand it, and I've never understood it. Wait, what? (laughs) How is a penny saved a penny earned? That doesn't make any sense. Because you have it. Like, if you save, if you go to the store and you want to buy something, like, rashly, and you don't, or you, like, use a coupon... And you get money off. Okay, a coupon. True. Now you're. Now we're talking. Yeah, now that makes now sense. Now we're talking. Okay, that. I'm sorry. It took me. It took me a while. Apparently, I didn't understand. But it, it works too. As well if as you I didn't thought. buy something, that's really yeah, where the trick. If you're tri- planning to buy something was. and you didn't, then that's also. But I don't believe in that. I don't believe in it. But that's what <laughs> so. I don't believe in because this is a this is a Ben Franklin. Is this Ben Franklin? Um, so it sounds like his. It sounds. Play. I know half of these. I'm like it's Shakespeare or Ben Franklin. They're the only two people. <laughs> and so, like, he was not thinking about coupons, but I do agree that like it <laughs> makes was, more sense. They didn't have coupons in the 1700s colonies. <laughs> do we know that for sure? Actually, we don't. That's I'm, actually nope. they probably had coupons. There was probably like Coupon? some kind of leaflet the original coupons like how bonds had like actual physical Mm -hmm. coupons Um, yeah exactly i think my issue with this one is that there is a different mentality between earning something and not buying something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that i'm like a penny saved is not really the same as a penny earned exactly two different feelings they're two different like purposes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i kind of like it I say lose because I saw a TikTok recently that was this, but like on steroids where this girl was like, these are things I consider free money. When there was money, when I paid for someone at a restaurant and then they Venmo me and then I put that Venmo back in my bank account, free money. I just earned money. <laughs> oh, I think that too. It was like, absolutely. she had so many of those and it was every single one. I was like, this is so toxic, but I do think cash? like this sometimes, but it's free money. Oh, cash is free money. Cash, yeah. when you find cash, it's mm-hmm. free money. Even mm-hmm. when I yeah. take cash out of the bank, that's free money. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you forget about it. It doesn't you know, exist. So it's, like, it's not mm-hmm. on paper. It's not totaled in your net worth anymore. Yeah. An Amazon return that goes in for credit, mm-hmm. free money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, next one. Take it with a grain of salt. Use this every day. I use it every day. I love this one because it is something I always say before I'm about to give like an unqualified opinion or <laughs> it's true. You use like, this one so much. Like advice no one asked for or my thoughts on a topic that I really have like no business like the economy or something. Mm-hmm. So I like it because it's sort of like a get out of jail free <laughs> It's like take it with a grain of salt. Can someone explain it to me? Because I've never really understood it even though i think i get it from context clues but what, um, what does i it don't mean? really know what i don't know what it's like literally really based on like take what with a grain of salt but it just makes it, i think it means maybe i don't know how to use it um <laughs> that when you're going to like say something it's kind of like it's almost like take it take this for what it's worth or i don't know if this is worth anything i don't know if this is accurate but here's my take on it 
kind of a thing. Is I that love, accurate? I love to say that one, but I, I don't like anything that's ever been said to me after someone said, take this with mm-hmm. a grain of salt. <laughs> mm-hmm. true. So I guess I would say lose it if I'm hearing it, love it if I'm saying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of, people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Oh, so mean when people say this to you. <laughs> it's basically like being like, how many people have this said this to you? No, mom would always say, that's the pot calling the kettle black. So if, if, if oh, I was yeah. like ranting <clears throat> about something, she'd be like, it's kind of the pot calling the kettle black. Then it cuts you to the quick. It's so mean, but it's it needs to be said sometimes, you know. Idioms mm-hmm. love to, or uh, adages love to um, call out a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, a there's a lot of yeah, exactly. There's yeah, a people lot. In, who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones is a mean thing to say about someone when they're not around. That's the only time I've ever heard it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never. I've I would never like literally say this to someone. It's a mouthful for one thing. I say lose it because <laughs> it's just too long. Well, people. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people say glass houses. Oh. oh. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been. I must have been around a lot of people who use, use this. idioms. I've yeah. never heard this used in a real conversation. Okay, next we have actions speak louder than words. I love this one because it makes me think of Matthew from Anne of Green Gables, who's just like a sweet, good-hearted oh. person or, or you know, some kind mm-hmm. of like similar figure. Mm-hmm. Like a quiet. A quiet presence who's just like so kind, always there, has a hard time expressing themselves but is, you know, has a heart of gold. So I like it. Okay. Well, I kind of, I feel like I always think of it in the negative of like Mm -hmm. someone Mm. who is just talking the talk without walking the walk. Okay. That's true. I guess it could be that way too. Yeah. I always hear it about people who talk a a big game and people say actions speak louder than words. I guess that's true. Yeah. But I would love it if we would use it in a positive Mm -hmm. way of like. I don't mind it in its negative sense either because words. Yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. It's it's a good. It is a. I think I love it in the sense that like I do think this is a pretty accurate adage, you know. And Mm -hmm. I would maybe quibble though because I feel like the love languages craze has kind of turned this one on its head because it's like no, that's not my love language. I want words of affirmation. So your actions mean nothing to me. You know, that kind of person. That's true. So That's true. I don't know. Well, I feel like that can u- be used to as a weapon, this this idiom can, because what if yeah. your what if your love language is words of affirmation and you are constantly saying nice things and you have every good intention in your heart mm-hmm. but you're just not an acts of service person. Mm-hmm. And if this is used against you, that's, that's very It's painful. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very painful. I imagine. <laughs> I've never had it. She's like, can't speak from personal experience or anything. <laughs> Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Lose. Oh, I like this one. <laughs> I feel like during COVID, when we were all together 24-7, I realized that I have a testimony of absence makes the heart grow fonder. And sometimes it's good for people to have like a little bit of space from each other. That's true. I guess if it's a small amount of space. I'm thinking of like, absence makes the heart grow colder. Oh, my word. Okay. Well, I actually do feel, I do feel like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the absence really makes my heart grow fonder. Mm -hmm. 
And so well, I think just about like friends from camp or high school or something. Yeah. Like, I just, I'll I just never, never see them again. Like, That's just, actually true. And then as soon as they're gone, you are not sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Okay, I've changed my mind. I don't well, like it. Well, wow. it makes, we converted you. <laughs> no, I the way you used it. <laughs> I agree, though. It it's not really. I, it is usually used in a context of yeah, like people that are going to be apart for like a really long time. I'm just talking about like it's okay if my kids like go to school for like a couple hours. Like I'm okay with that. <laughs> like that's like all I mean. Yeah. And I still love them and I'm happy to have them home too. Um, how about a stitch in time saves nine? Lose it because I don't understand it. I don't get it either. I had to look it up and I thought it was somehow related to a wrinkle in time. Yeah, what's a stitch in time? Is. I think it's like if your pants are about to rip or something and you do a quick little mend – then you don't have to oh. repair them later. It's like a preventative I didn't think measure. of a literal stitch. Will. So it's like a slap dash band-aid is better no, than it's like saying a thorough like, fix? It's saying – No, like you you address the matter when it happens instead of pushing it off. Mm-hmm. A fence at the top of a cliff is better than an ambulance at the bottom. <gasps> that's a good one. That's a good one. I feel like that's a modern That's a one. seminary Did you make thing. that upgrade? Yeah, that is totally – like, I don't feel like that's really an adage. I feel like I've heard that at church. But, <laughs> but I like it. I like it. But I hate A Stitch in Time Saves Nine because it always reminds me of how true that is, and I'm mm-hmm. not a Stitch in Time type mm-hmm. of person. That's I exactly am, what I was going to say. I am the nine yes. stitch person. You're the full seam is ripped I am like it's ripped <laughs> open and you're trying desperately to hold them together. I put them in my sewing room and I'm like, I'll fix these someday. And like six years later. <laughs> Grace actually literally has like multiple tears in many different garments. <laughs> then I'm like, I'll fix these I've gotten later. worse and worse I'll fix these later. <laughs> this, you know what? Maybe this would be a good counter argument to don't make a mountain out of a molehill you'd be like actually a stitch in time saves nine deal Claire. with the mm-hmm. small problem brilliant and yep. tests mm-hmm. since you yeah it too. we came to the same conclusion. <laughs> thank you thank you great minds think alike <laughs> is that a is that a idiom i don't know necessarily yeah, I, I think it i think it is i think this one's gonna be uh divisive <laughs> beggars can't be choosers Ooh, I love this one just because I feel like mom said this mom to us said, yeah. all the time when we were kids. That's why I hate it. It's triggering. I say it to my kids, though, all the time. And they're like, what does that mean? And I'm like, it's a good one, though. I Maybe this shows like a cold part of my heart, but I maybe it's not the most empathetic, but I do kind of think beggars can't be choosers in a lot of situations. So, mm-hmm. Well, beggars can't be choosers is something I say to myself when I'm like, Offering something up and feel self conscious about it, like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know, like you're you're making dinner for someone or something. Very like that, astute. And you're like, oh, yeah, maybe they won't like it. Beggars I'm like, beggars can't be choosers. It's like they didn't. They, they didn't ask. Begging. Yeah, that's very. Yeah, true. exactly. That's that was exactly my point. Was I feel like it's gotten in my head, and that's the only reason I would say lose it to this one because I think it is true in the traditional sense. Like if you are, you know, relying on someone for something. And they don't do it exactly the way you want or whatever. That's, you know, can't be a chooser. But sometimes I feel like I can't refuse. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I also feel like other people shouldn't refuse my offerings, mm-hmm. <laughs> even if they're mm-hmm. unsolicited. And it's like I was then fully I, then I think of choosing it's acceptable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not a beggar. I just didn't want it in the first place. Well, okay, you actually bring up a very good point. I'm thinking of it in the context of, like, 
I'm 13 and I want mom to drive me to Fred Meyer and I'm like getting <laughs> grumpy because like it's not on her agenda for the day and she's kind of like beggars can't be choosers. In that context, when it's like entitled children, I think mm-hmm. it's like a good <laughs> saying. Very useful. But I agree. I do. I, and I also don't think it should be used yeah, against like someone who really needs genuine help. And it's like, well, bakers can't be choosers. Like you should be kind. So yeah, I, I agree. You're right. I hadn't really thought about that. <laughs> it has, I maybe it has kind of become that for me too. Because it'll also be like, like think about if you're 13 and like you didn't like what dinner was served mm-hmm. and you just want cereal. It's like bakers can't be choosers. And it's like, well, I can make myself the cereal. So like, <laughs> Such a grace. The look in your eyes of like pure defiance and fury. (laughs) I can just make my own cereal. Yeah, that is that is I feel that on like a visceral level. (laughs) Okay, so maybe I still love it, but with a caveat. I think, yeah, you're right. It's it has situations where it's a problem. Okay. Blood is thicker than water. Love it. Uh, Okay, I don't. I still, I really tried to wrap my mind around this one. I still can't get it. And then I looked it up. And do you guys know the full, the full quote? Oh, it's longer? No, is it scary? <laughs> it's not, well. I just imagine someone being stabbed. It is kind of gross, I yeah. will say. Um, the oldest record of the saying was traced back to the 12th century in German. Fun fact. And it is, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. Oh. Which I think is actually oh, con- okay. contradicting that, what we yeah. usually think. That yes. is opposite of how I yeah. always yeah. hear it used. The water of the womb seems like it would be family. It would be your, like the blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the opposite. Wow, that's very strange. That is the literal opposite of how it's usually used. Because I've always been like, hmm, the blood is family. Don't know what the water is, but it just means it not means family. The water. It's a great <laughs> season of Survivor. That's what I'll say. Uh Um, Blood versus water. I would say lose it because it kind of grosses me out and I don't really ever use it. So lose it. I say love it because it seems like all of like dramatic Mm -hmm. things about family, you know, like TV Mm -hmm. shows or something like blood is thicker than water. Mm -hmm. And it's like I'll I'll deal with my family who, you know, is nothing but trouble, but Mm -hmm. I'm stuck with like I'll still – fight yeah. for them even though they don't really deserve my loyalty that's, exactly. what, it's, that's what it sounds like to me all right give them an inch and they'll take a mile i feel like this one is basically uh idiom or adage speak for what the new kids call boundaries these days kind of mm-hmm. you know yeah. this is another one that i use a lot usually Angrily about someone who's asking too much. <laughs> angrily? Who are these people that are like begging and taking Choosing. inches? And, yeah, who are these? Is, is it us, Grace? It's you guys. It's you my family, honest. but I say blood yeah. is thicker than water. Mm-hmm, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Claire, I feel like I've used this one on your behalf before. Where I'll be like, like, like if, if I'm someone's like, like taking advantage of you or like, that's mm-hmm. true. Claire gives a lot of inches. Because, like, Claire <laughs> gets taken advantage of. <laughs> yeah. Claire and I do both. Yeah. I was probably Tess. Say, oh, Tess yeah, big time. Yeah, mm, Tess probably, probably worst, manipulated. worst of all. Honestly, am sometimes, too. I, <laughs> we're not great at saying no. 
Yeah, we're not we're not good at saying no. That's true. <laughs> but I feel like it's kind of I feel like it's often used in kind of like a mean way about like a specific, you know, certain people. So I don't not I'm not saying that like I have anyone in mind. But like <laughs> I feel like it's used against people a lot. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's kind mm-hmm. of mean. But um I do think it's a good reminder that like, you know, a firm no is no. A person who uh, no is good enough. If you give them an inch and they'll take a mile, I personally think that they deserve to have that said about them. That's not such a mean thing <laughs> wow. to say for That's someone. That's such a mean thing to say. No. I just stand by it, Grace. Don't apologize. <laughs> Our next one is measure twice, cut once. Okay, that's another one dad loves. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that one. This one is weaponized <laughs> against me constantly. Mm-hmm. And I do not like it. I don't is I this an say, adage this as much as just like literal carpenter wisdom? Advice? Yeah, I don't think it's really an adage. No, people I think it's say just it like, all the time well, about everything. It's for everything. Oh, okay. I've only heard planned. dad literally talk about it with like woodworking. <laughs> well, it's like drywall. It's, it's anytime you make a plan. Oh, yeah, planning okay. well ahead mm-hmm. of time, which is not my strong suit. So I also have had this set against. <laughs> it's me. anytime I haven't made a firm <laughs> okay. enough plan and it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just I I I'm I'm a jump right in. Yeah, I am too. Person. So I'm going to say lose it because this does not drive with the way I like to live. So mm-hmm. it's not my Same. lifestyle. Same. Mm-hmm. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Love. This one has such like sad imagery. I know. I was gonna say it makes me sad to think of like that poor little baby. No, it's like that. um, Wasn't there a book or something where the baby was thrown out with the bathwater and it's sailing through the air happily? That's what I was thinking. There's like a I do not remember that. Or a children's? Is it the one where the where they're delivering the mail to the? (gasps) Oh, the Jolly Postman. The Jolly Postman. I think it's the Jolly Postman. There's a baby flying through the the air in a basket. I don't think there's bathwater. Yeah, it's just there's a baby no bathwater. It's a baby in a basket. But that's what I always think of. It's like a happy baby just like flying out. Mm-hmm, and the baby's fine at the end. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like this one. I'm debating if I want to. I wade can't into think this. of like an application. Can someone give me like a situation? I feel like this one is probably controversial in today's day and age. And I didn't really think of that before we started talking about it. So I in no way want to get into a discussion of cancel culture on this podcast that is the last thing i want to talk about or <laughs> step in wants to get into <laughs> um but because i'm just like that is not that is too volatile but um i do feel like i've heard this one used a lot in that kind of context about like oh you know just because something has like something problematic don't get rid of the whole thing if there's some good to it um i don't know that i love it i'm not saying advocating for or against that frame of mind but I do – I find myself saying this saying a lot. So when I'm, like, debating about a decision, I'll be like, oh, I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So I don't know. I love it because mm-hmm. I think it's it's a useful saying. It's useful <laughs> if there's, like, a good idea, but, like, parts of it are not going to work. You don't mm-hmm. need to scrap the whole thing. Like, I think mm-hmm. there are definitely ways that it can be used still without it being, like, a, <laughs> a commentary on cancel culture. Or yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Let's just skedaddle right out of that subject matter. <laughs> All right, so here are two that are sort of contradictory. We have the squeaky wheel gets the grease versus you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. Hmm. They contradict each other. Both are true in the same world. Yeah. Yeah. There's a time and a season for both, I would say. Squeak full of honey. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I like that. A squeak full of honey. (laughs) Well, the squeaky wheel gets the grease is a good way to like console yourself when like, 
you've been working hard and or like you feel like you've you know you're not getting the attention this is like a very middle child mm-hmm. middle yeah child. i was gonna say that's not how i ever think of it or use it ever. Oh, i always think of it as like like you're not getting the same thing as someone else and you're like it's like a way of making yourself feel better about it like the squeaky mm-hmm. gets the grease i don't like it i'm gonna say lose it because mm-hmm. it makes me sad that like rewards aren't given based on like what's deserved but just like who's the most annoying even though i do think it's It's probably true true, it's a bummer so lose it (laughs) strike it from my list because i don't want to see it yeah (laughs) um and then yeah you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar is pretty true but like honestly people who like berate employees tend Mm -hmm. to get what they want a lot of times so another sad reality plus Um, you don't catch any flies with honey we tried making <laughs> fly traps this week and they failed miserably. <laughs> actually, <laughs> yeah, and vinegar things. does work for fruit flies. So that's actually just literally not true. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> All right. So next we have make hay while the sun shines. Hate. I mean, lose. Good. Okay. Yeah. Good. Big lose for me, too. <laughs> I think lose because it just kind of adds like a frenetic pressure to. Every situation of like, I got it. It's like scarcity, you know, of like, mm, yeah, like I have to do this now because like there's not going to be opportunity to do this later, you know, and that's just mm-hmm. sort of like a, a sad vibe. I could see mom like clapping her hands at us and mm-hmm. be like, come on, uh-huh. make hay while the sun shines. That's a fair use. I let me don't see begrudge if, that. Tess, tell me your use and let me see if it's the same that I'm thinking of. Well, I'm thinking of like in life, like. On a grander scale of like, make hay while the sun shines, like, shoot your jobs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Follow your dreams. Start a family. Do this. Do that. And it's like, life is is long. Mm -hmm. Even when the sun goes down, you got some time, you know? So Mm -hmm. I thought that maybe Tess would think of it the way that, that I think of it, which is, this is also something that like, would discourage you from trying to make hay when the sun is not shining. Because Tess and I are very much both like doing things at a time that doesn't make sense. And people are like, people are like, wait, just wait. It'll make so much more sense to do this in a couple months. Mm -hmm. And we're like, well, I just want to do it right now. Oh, I've never thought Uh of it in that context. Mm -hmm. I do. I think of it. I feel like I use it with Dave when we're like, if the kids are like distracted or like a kid's napping and we'll be like, okay, we got to make hay while the sun shines. Like we have a minute to like mow the lawn or handle something so like that's stressful let's try to get it done and it just like is like this that is stressful that sounds very stressful yeah well grace i feel like you and i could we could turn flip the script with this one because we could say i gotta make hay while the sun shines you know like gotta act on this idea quick before it passes me by when people Um, tell us to wait we say exactly Mm -hmm. exactly i like it but still a lose (laughs) for me Okay, so this is going to be our last one. Once bitten, twice shy. I'm going to say love just for the... Or twice shy. <laughs> just for that. <laughs> exactly. You shall catch my eye. I had to finish. Um, I like this one because it reminds me of one of my favorite cringe sayings. I don't know that we could call this an adage, but... Fool me once, shame on you. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Fool me twice, shame on me. <laughs> which I actually love uh-huh. to say. Well, which, um, which also reminds me then of Claret and my favorite <laughs> saying, which oh, no. is, "I knew this would come up." Once a laugh, 
Second one's a smile. Third time's a spanking. Is that the from Ramona? I think so. Was it from Ramona? Beezus and Ramona? Uh-huh. I think it was, and which is such a mean. It's like a night, very like scary 1950s so, like, parenting just, uh-huh. snap. Yeah, such yeah. a quick snap. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think it's. I love it because I think it's good advice. Like. If something went wrong once, like learn from past experiences, learn from your mistakes. And if you had a bad experience, like just tread with caution the next time. I think that's good advice. Yeah, I, I guess I'm neutral on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I never took it as advice as much as it's just like what happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess. <laughs> okay. I guess that's a good point. I'll give an example from my own life. We tried as – as Anne already talked about, we tried to go to the splash pad a couple weeks ago, showed up, no employees, closed, no information. We went back yesterday, you better believe. <laughs> I went on the website. I called. Um, I went on their Facebook page. I was like so prepared to not get turned away a second time because I was like, I don't trust them now that they're going to be open when they say they're going to be open. That's true. That's I never say that I have a refill cup anymore around here because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people act so Like, baffled. didn't someone tell mom it was illegal? Someone told me it was illegal, yeah. <laughs> I've been told, yeah, it's illegal. And then we, don't we also that. got <laughs> refill? Where did you get that What's cup? a refill? What's a refill? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, oh from sh- the gas station, like, over there? And he's like, turns to the other employee and he's like, uh, she got this cup over there? <laughs> and the guy was like, "Yeah, just just do this." I love. Where did you get that? When every gas station has like their emblem emblazoned across. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "I got it." You can True probably North. guess. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, well, I'd say all's well that ends well, ladies. Does anyone have a weekly win? Well, I know I talked about this last week, but I am still loving Kirksville. We have just been enjoying like country roads. Um, all the, all the new sites to see. We went to the lake and it's mm-hmm. actually, I kind of was picturing when people talk about the lake, I was picturing like, just kind of like a, a dinky little lake. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't like realize a muddy it would be lake. Like a be- yeah, like a muddy lake. Like a lake. small little man-made lake or something. <laughs> yes, exactly. But it's beautiful and it's huge. It's like, I mean, I was going to say, it's like Island Park, but I I should not be overhyping that. <laughs> that it's much, Island but Park. It's, it's Island Idaho. Park is like an Idaho oh. lake that people love to boat on and stuff. But it really is so pretty and such a beautiful spot. And we had uh, a visit with my new OB here, and he's very, very nice. And our baby has a spine. <laughs> That's is, great. Man. I know Whoa. that shouldn't be shocking. But I was just like, oh, it's like it, you can see the little vertebrae, which Whoa. I think is just that's very like weird creepy. and kind of creepy and cute. Mm-hmm. Human <laughs> so life that is very miraculous. Exciting. That's very exciting. It's miraculous. Yes, that's that's not spooky. A little creepy. <laughs> um, okay, well, mine my weekly win is a little less broad, and um, it's not as awe inspiring <laughs> as a baby's spine. Um, it is just kick cereal. I don't know if anyone's heard of it, if you remember. Um, but I don't think people talk enough about Kix. And That's because it's, it's not a good cereal. <laughs> it's like a pretty like bland. It's a great cereal. Cereal. Do you guys know that it has four grams of sh- sugar per serving? Oh. 
That which doesn't surprise me. I didn't know that. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty good for four grams of sugar. Exactly. When you put it in perspective, it's it's like magic spoon. Except Mm -hmm. it probably tastes okay. It's magic spoon, except it's not $18 for like an eight ounce box of cereal. Yeah, Mm -hmm. magic spoon. And like someone besides an influencer (laughs) could say that it tastes good. I've never (laughs) seen a real person say that they eat magic spoon cereal. Mm -hmm. That's such a good point. If you are a real life person, not an influencer, who buys $18 cereal, please reach out to us and let us know. Um, no, it's it's kind of hard to find. It's a bottom shelf. You have to hunt for it. There's not a million different flavors like Special K and Cheerios. But it's just simple. It's humble. It uh, was the first puffed corn cereal ever made. And I think it was made in like 18... Not 18, okay, wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I misspoke. My jaw dropped. I've got Benjamin Franklin on the brain. No, it was made in like 1930-something, though. It's been around forever. It's never had a flashy, like a Tony the Tiger, a Cap'n Crunch. But I I just appreciate it. I am impressed that they've survived for this many years, Mm -hmm. like, with very little advertising. They're progressive. It used to be kid kid something mom approved, and now it's- Kid tested mom, mother approved or mom approved, and now it's kid tested parent approved. So they're hip with the times. They're woke. Yeah, but I appreciate, in all seriousness, (laughs) I really appreciate kicks because my kids are picky about cereal. It's hard to find one they'll eat that's not even like Honey Nut Cheerios and stuff. It's like 10 grams of sugar or something. And I was, you know, looking for alternatives and I was like, hey, kicks, thank you. Thank you for not having a lot of sugar. And we all had the stomach flu over the weekend. And kicks, just a simple bowl of kicks. It was like my saving grace. Like when I was coming oh. back to life, it was it's, like that's very it's hard sad. to hear. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, honestly, you've but convinced I'm me. I'm happy that you have. Yeah. I'm I gonna, know. I actually, I'm gonna actually buy some kicks. Like maybe General kicks. Mills will sponsor us after this. I don't know. We <laughs> yeah, we we, we, we smash their competition. About, mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of the dates, when things were. Uh, created i just wanted to put in there that i did look it up and coupon the first coupon was made in 1887 so wow ben franklin did not in fact know mm-hmm. my win this week okay well i have a couple things um one is not a win but you guys want to hear something scary that happened to me mm. <gasps> i've so i've been mm-hmm. watching stranger things season four. Oh, it's so scary spoilers it's so scary but, it's scary um, i've been you know i've been scary. enjoying it but I've been having these really bad headaches, like, all week, and no. having trouble sleeping, oh, no. like, could not sleep. And then the other day, I'm not kidding, I started hearing a clock ticking. Grace. And <gasps> I freaked out. Please and you know stop. I don't scare that easily. Yeah. But it was like, oh la- it was like, tick, tick, If you tick, get a tick, nosebleed, you need to put so some headphones on. <laughs> the, the, there's a real life reason for why I was hearing it, and it's not spooky, so I'm not going to say <laughs> okay. it, because it's kind of a letdown. But my my win, uh, because the place that this happened to me was in the drive-thru of the Raising Canes that mm. just opened up on Mayfield. And uh, first off, Raising Canes Wait, is a good What good opened place. on Mayfield? Yeah. Like, okay, wow. Like last Looks week. Like I'm going to Canes tomorrow. I know. So <laughs> if you want to go to Canes. Get in I've line been, early. I've been going to Canes. No, I'm saying oh. I'll go with you. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> but the best part about it. It's open until midnight on weekdays and until what? 2 a.m. on weekends. What? 
Yeah. Oh. That's that's nuts around here. I it yeah, nothing's open. Brought a tear to my eye. I'm not kidding. Grace, this is like turning over a new leaf for you. This is huge for me because do you know what happens after this podcast finishes? We finish at 10:30. You're hungry. 10:30 is when McDonald's Grace closes. Is usually not. Yeah. <laughs> so what does Grace eat for dinner? Grace doesn't get what dinner on Grace- podcast. Night. <laughs> oh no. Swenson's <laughs> Grace eating dinner at 10:30. I have gone to Swenson's after and I'm it's possible I'll go tonight, but it takes like an it's hour. It's rough. It's they give you so slow lately. Not even close to what you've ordered. Mm-hmm. They really messed up our <laughs> orders every time I tried to take tests. It was so bad. <laughs> oh my gosh! But anyway, wow, I'm so it's excited. actually like it's pretty quick as long as you order ahead on the app. The drive-through still takes a while because it's new. It's fresh. Mm-hmm. It's new. Some teens cut me in line. I got pretty mad, but it's a great place. <laughs> wow, this is this is good news. Maybe hey. What if I roll up, beep, beep, you hop in, <laughs> oh my God, I go to Cane's after this. I've never been. I love Wait, are you calling serious? It. <laughs> no, oh. sorry. I already ate dinner. We had, guess, <laughs> what like, we, yeah. guess what we ate tonight? <laughs> it is like 95 degrees outside. It's Humid. So guess what I made? Oh, no. Soup? <laughs> Chicken noodle soup. <laughs> Where? I don't know what I was thinking. You're disgusting. I know. There I'm so sorry. You're such a soup girl. I know, I'm oh. such a soup girl. Sick. The kids love it though. They gobbled it right up. Your family is. They did. Sick. They Penny That's walked in really from weird. playing outside and she goes, mm, "Is it chicken soup?" <laughs> she, was like, she was so excited. Penny. Oh, she's so cute. I love Penny so much. Okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show. And visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week, so follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week. Bye.